talking about confidence in your entrepreneurship journey. This is something that takes time. This is something you have to nurture. This is definitely something that grows and expands as you see your abilities as an entrepreneur also grow and expand. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so happy you're here with me today, and I'm excited for today's episode. I'm branching out a little bit with topics. I, every once in a while, have been inserting the entrepreneurship podcast, and they've been really fun to record, but this is definitely something I am less confident in as a topic because my entrepreneurship, I suppose just like my intentional living and life journey itself is always evolving but I've learned so much as an entrepreneur and so much in the business world and working with clients and running a business and just all of the above and sometimes I feel really confident sharing what I've learned and like the advice I have for newer entrepreneurs but other times I don't feel as confident talking about these things so I just wanted to record maybe a little bit different of a podcast today and talk to you guys about how I've grown in my entrepreneurship journey, where I feel most confident, where I, you know, lack a little bit of confidence. But overall, I wanted to share with you guys how I also think entrepreneurship translates to growing in your confidence. It, I think it's a requirement of entrepreneurship, to be honest, because I think it's impossible to be a successful entrepreneur without being not just confident in yourself, but in your business. If you're not confident in your business, the services or products that you offer, you don't have a sales pitch. You don't have an elevator pitch. You don't know how to pitch yourself because if you don't believe in it, how are you going to make anyone else believe in it, right? So I'm excited to chat with you guys today just about showing up with confidence in entrepreneurship and how the journey just kind of evolves your own confidence in yourself, in your business, and the way you show up uh, to certain things. And this podcast also includes a very, very exciting announcement. I wasn't sure when I wanted to share this, but it's coming up really quickly. And I do want to share with you guys because <laughs> to, to not to not step around it too much. I have decided that one of my goals. Uh, not just for the next year, but overall, you know, in this journey, it needs to be a consistent goal. But really for the next year, you know, I'm turning 26 soon. So I've been setting some new goals and I've realized something that I've been lacking in growing, in fostering and nurturing in my entrepreneurship life and journey has been my network. So I really wanted to make this a priority, and as you guys know, one of my major goals, one of my five-year goals for the brand and really for myself is to make the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Now, this is no easy goal. This is an enormous, enormous goal, and it's something that I have really connected to in the last year, and it's funny that I say that as well because... It really came from the moment I was taking my new headshots for the business, which was almost exactly a year ago. I took those right after I got back from my trip 
from Italy slash uh, Croatia and Greece with my mom, which was over my birthday last year. So it's been just about a year since I started fostering this goal and thinking about it and deciding like this. Yeah, this is it. I'm I want to make the Forbes 30 under 30 list. And so I immediately started following the Forbes page. I've been following listers, really just kind of keeping an eye on who's making the list, trying to make some connections in that in that business and for myself. And as I was looking at the list recently on my Instagram feed, I noticed a new post that the Forbes 30 under 30 account had made that this is the first live conference they're doing since COVID and they are selling tickets. So I I saw the post and I was immediately shocked by it because I was like, oh, okay, this is the universe telling you you can go, but are you going to be too scared to go? So I thought about it. I I kept the post in the back of my head and it kept popping up every once in a while here and there. And then one day I was sitting on the couch scrolling and it came up again. They were advertising the Forbes 30 under 30 conference this year, which by the way, is not just for listers. It's it's open to the public. Anyone can buy buy a ticket and attend. So I kept looking at it and I saw that they had made an announcement saying that the ticket prices were going to go up from $750 to $3,000. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to go now's my chance to actually buy the ticket because I'm not paying three grand for a ticket. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, I have a question slash conundrum. I think I said something like that. And I said, I need you to convince me to do what I'm about to tell you. And she's like, Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I told her that I saw this post and that, and and obviously she knows one of my enormous goals is to make the Forbes 30 under 30 list. And so I told her that the tickets were open and I needed some convincing. And she, she asked me, well, why do you need to be convinced? You know you should go. You know you should do this. You know this would be an amazing networking opportunity, amazing learning opportunity, et cetera. And I said, well, I am so scared of who I'm going to meet because what if these people are, quote, better than me? What if they're smarter than me? What if they're further along than me? And, you know, we had a great conversation around it. And, of course, I ended up buying the ticket. And I, so I'm, I am going to the Forbes 30 Under 30 conference in October. But I realized buying that ticket, having that conversation had made me realize where I was really lacking some confidence in my entrepreneurship journey. And I most recently had a conversation with my very good friend, Brianna. You guys have heard of heard about her on the podcast before. We were talking about it and I was telling her how I was kind of wavering on the confidence aspect. And again, she asked me why she was probing me to kind of go deeper and and talk about the reasons why I felt scared about going to this conference. And I realized something that I've definitely realized before. I just don't think it was a very conscious realization to where it's it it striked fear in me it striked a lack of confidence in me so I told her I'm gonna be walking into a room filled with other entrepreneurs right and I'm gonna walk up to someone we're gonna shake hands they're going to introduce themselves meaning an introduction at this point and at this conference isn't going to just be your name it's going to be hi I'm so and so and this is what I do and this is the company I run and this is this is how I help people or this is the the service and product that I offer etc right it's gonna be your elevator pitch and I realized that LaRue while it's in incredibly incredibly important thing that I offer and service that I offer and platform that I'm building 
it is quite hard to explain what I do. And it's not as easy to understand as someone walking up to you, shaking your hand and saying, hi, my name is X, Y, and Z, and I own a tech startup that's already made a million dollars. Because everyone understands what that means, right? Like, I understand what a majority of startups are. I understand how they make profit very quickly once investors come in and et cetera. I know how a lot of those things work, and so does the majority of the public, right? And I was talking to Brianna about the fact that I don't – I am struggling to put LaRue into a sentence or two. It feels very difficult to explain how and why creating a business that centers around the premise of intentional life and intentional business under the entrepreneurship umbrella is so critically important to living a good life. My business overall is about being extraordinary in business and in life, in your career and your life, in entrepreneurship and your life. That's not as easy to understand how it could be successful versus, hey, I sell a product that you know no one's ever made before and it's gonna change the face of this industry. That's incredibly easy to understand, right? And, and then you look at the product and you put one and two together and you realize one plus one makes two, right? You, you can see it very clearly. And that is not as simple to do with a company like LaRue, where the, the, the vertebrae of my business, the backbone of my business is built on wellness. Things that people cannot correlate with a number, things that people cannot quantitate, right? And so it's felt kind of difficult to, as I'm preparing for this conference, you know, I'm getting really gorgeous luxury business cards made. I've spent a boatload of money on that. And I'm really working on, you know, all the things that will bring me together to make me feel confident for this conference. So getting some badass new outfits put together and working on my elevator pitch and having like marketing packets put together and things like that. So I, Brianna and I were talking about this and I found it very laboring to try and put together a pitch that describes not only what LaRue is, but two, and most importantly, why it is so incredibly valuable. Not even valuable. LaRue is invaluable to what we do. The mission that we have and the services that we offer are invaluable to living a healthy, productive, beautiful, and happy life. People can be very successful entrepreneurs and not be happy. That's very possible, and that's very true for a lot of people. They work their ass off. They work 100-hour weeks, which I don't even know how that's possible. And they, they break their back and they break their mindset into thinking, I have to give up absolutely everything to be successful. And while at some point I do think that that has been true in the past, in the age we are in now where wellness and, and mindset and physical wellness, spiritual wellness – emotional and mental wellness are at the forefront of so many conversations. I think that that's where people can start to see how invaluable LaRue and our mission is and why I know I have the potential to make this list. But I think that this is my first big feat in doing so is clarifying in one to two sentences how truly valuable this brand is, why it deserves to make money, why it deserves to grow, why it deserves investors because as you guys know, if you've if you've listened to this podcast in the you know recent months or if you're a tried and true seasoned listener, you know that to make the list, I think my goal is going to be to open the first, you know, wellness center 
uh, communal working space center in the city, obviously. My, my goal is going to be to open the first one in New York City. Where women can come and not just work, not just eat, not just browse at books, but to go to workshops, get coaching for their business, all of these things, speaking events, mentorship programs, etc. So I think that I know I can see very, very clearly with my whole entire heart how LaRue will one day be very obvious in showing the value to the brand and to the mission and to our clients and consumers and community. But right now, that's not as easy because I don't have that physical location. I don't have the community built yet. So long story short is my confidence has wavered somewhat in the business recently, not in its confident, not in my confidence of it and in my confidence to grow it, but how I pitch it to someone. Because if you're not someone who knows me personally, I think that that's a gap I need to learn how to bridge very quickly. Because obviously, all my friends, all my family, all my clients, people I speak to in depth about the business, they understand the value of it at its core, right? All of my friends, all of these people who want to be a part of the community, all of my clients, everyone understands the root of LaRue, the backbone of LaRue and how it's going to grow and how it's going to foster this incredible, incredible community. But for the people who don't know me and for the people at this conference who I'm going to walk up to randomly and shake their hand and say, hey, I'm Lauren LaRue, I own LaRue and this is what it is and this is how it's valuable, that's going to feel more difficult. So going back to the conversation as a whole around confidence, my goal right now, not only is it to grow my network, But within that goal, or I should say the much larger goal of that, is to become more confident in the way I'm pitching myself and the way I stand up for myself. I've recently also noticed a waiver in my confidence on the client side of my my business and on the client side of my confidence. I... In the beginning of entrepreneurship, let me pre- let me preface it by saying this. In the beginning of entrepreneurship, you should be and are willing to bend over backwards and do whatever it takes to sign a client, to keep a client coming back, to have them refer you, etc., right? You're you're willing to do so many things that let's just say aren't within the normal project scope. For, so for example, for me, This is a great example that I now understand and need to add to kind of the terms and conditions of my project scope when it comes to website design. So I am a designer. I am not a developer, meaning I do all of the front end design. I do not do the back end development and outtakes of running a website. So if you're familiar at all with online development and the development of a website and ranking on Google, et cetera, there's a thing called SEO. And I'm not going to get into the boring logistics of this, but there's this thing called SEO, right? And this is something that basically helps you rank on Google over time, meaning you add like keywords, taglines, phrases, uh, everything like that into the SEO of a page, of a blog post, of things like that, right? And that is not something I offer. That's not a service I do. So if you're transferring a website from one platform to another, and I'm doing all the design work, you yourself as the client or your team or whomever has to do the back end of transferring all the SEO, things like that. I do not do that. And that is in my client contract. So most recently, I've had a client who just asked me to do that. And I said, hey, this isn't within the project scope. Like this is actually something you do. And it it does say this in your contract. And I was very confident stipulating that 
And in the beginning, I would have said, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, I, I would have said yes to this. I would have said, yeah, no problem. Like I can do this. But now as my client book's growing bigger, as my schedule is getting so, so, so much tighter, you know, as of right now, I have 10 active clients, which is a my bad on me. That was, you know, I, I took off, I bit off way too much than I could chew, but that's okay because again, we're learning here. Anyways, the whole premise of this is saying, in the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey, you are much more willing and able to say yes. You likely have more time on your hands to say yes to bigger projects, even, even though you might not be being compensated for that additional yes. Whereas now in my entrepreneurship journey, I'm over three years in, my client book has grown exponentially, which means my portfolio has grown exponentially, which means my work has gotten better, it's grown, it's amazing, and my clients can see that, potential clients can see that. So all of this is to say, a little somewhat recently, I took on a project and I said yes to adding a podcast portion of the project, meaning I was designing a typical website, but this client also had a podcast with already over a hundred plus episodes already in the universe, right? Already published, already done. And it was my mistake for not thinking this over and realizing how much work saying yes to that meant. And it added over 30 additional hours to our project scope. I had to have my assistant, Anna, manually migrate every single episode from the old website to the new website, transferring things like the like literally just copy and pasting the episode title, the title of the podcast, the date it came out, and then the code so you could play it right in the you know page instead of going to Apple or Spotify, and then the copy for it, and then the links for it, etc. She had to do this for 130 plus episodes of the podcast, which translated to about you know 15 to 20 minutes per episode, depending on you know issues with one or whatever, whatever it took. And that was about 30 to 35 additional hours on the project. So I did not realize this was going to be the case. And so I decided that, you know, this is a learning experience. I can't just go to the client and say, hey, you know, I didn't realize this is going to be such a big project. You need to pay me an additional X, Y, and Z for me to do this. Absolutely not. I said yes in the beginning. I have to obligate that yes, of course. And I'm happy to do that. But then I had another client come on who really wanted me to do her podcast and I had said you know this and she has over 170 episodes already published so I said to her you know I've recently taken on some projects where I've had to do the podcast and I'm not comfortable adding them into the regular project scope they are an add-on feature like a blog or a shop page and she wasn't really feeling excited about that so I had said you know you can think on it and I I ended the call on what I felt like was a good note. And then I kept thinking on it and I I started to feel a little guilty. And I started to think, okay, well, if I, you know, if I'm able to do this from the beginning, maybe I can just squeeze it into the scope. And then I stopped myself and I said, no, Lauren, this is time. This is money. This is a, a lot of your time, a lot of my assistant's time. This does need to be compensated for. It is okay for me to stand up for myself and say, hey, you know, if you want to limit the amount you're compensating me. Let's just subtract something from the project scope. Or if you want to add something to the project scope, the client does need to be okay with me raising my rates. 
So all of this is to say the thing about Forbes, the conversation around Forbes, the conversation around clients and building out your your price list and, and upping your prices. All of this is to say that confidence and entrepreneurship grows over time. This isn't a topic I would have been able to stand up for myself around a year and a half ago, two years ago. Now, this is definitely very much something I feel comfortable telling a client, hey, if you wanna add this onto your project, this is the additional fee. And if you don't, totally good. So we need to find a solution. Either this is something you and your team do on your own, or we take out another part of the project and add this in and kind of swap it so that that way you can achieve your project goals. So the point of this podcast, the the juice, the meat of this podcast is talking about confidence in your entrepreneurship journey. This is something that takes time. This is something you have to nurture. This is definitely something that grows and expands as you see your abilities as an entrepreneur also grow and expand. So my confidence has obviously grown in my abilities to coach and in my abilities to design and in my abilities to launch new products because as I've continued to build my portfolio, as I continue to sign client after client, I am seeing the value in what I'm offering. The, the things that I'm doing, the way I design or the way I coach is becoming so evergreen to me and evolving with each client that with each client that I sign, I feel more and more confident when I say, you know, the amount of their project or the amount of their coaching. I see more and more value in that number every time I sign it because when I sign on a new client and I'm doing the work, whether it be coaching or design work or you know marketing or whatever it is, whatever they've hired me to do, each time, not only am I committing myself to that work, but I'm also committing to finding better ways to do every single thing I'm doing. So when I'm troubleshooting something and seeing how it might not work with one client, I am trying to find a way to fix it for the next client. So each time, whatever it is I'm doing is getting truly better and better. So that's when I get the confidence to, in a year from now, raise my rates again, or when I get the confidence to sign you know, really luxury high-end clients. Because the majority of those clients for me right now are coming from a partnership where I already have someone else vouching for me. So when this client comes to me, they've already heard once or twice from other people how good I am that I don't feel like I need to even pitch myself as much. But if I'm having someone come to me via like Instagram or the inquiry form and I don't know them yet, I do feel an added pressure to pitch myself even more and tell them and show them why I'm so valuable. But the beautiful thing of entrepreneurship is that as time grows on, your work speaks for itself, right? Whether it's a product, whether it's a service, whether it's coaching, design work, etc. As time is going on, it's obvious that my work is getting better and better. And with coaching, obviously, it's less it's less obvious because I'm not sending potential coaching clients to my past clients and saying, "Hey, like you're going to pitch me to this person for me so that they can hear from you that isn't me why I'm so amazing." Right? That sounds ridiculous. So with thing, with things like coaching, things like testimonials are going to be so important and so critical to signing bigger and better clients. But you're also seeing progress by way of a portfolio when you can advertise to someone, maybe not publicly, but to a potential client, hey, this person was my client and this is where they were at. And now six months from now, this is where they are. And this is the success you can see over time, right? 
So confidence in my entrepreneurship journey, it certainly hasn't been linear. I don't know that it would be for anyone. And I definitely do feel much more confident in certain areas versus others. For example, again, going back to my design work, like when I pitch to a new client and I have to get to the part where I say, you know, this is the price of the project scope, I feel nothing but confident in that because I know the value of that work. But then when it comes to things like coaching, or pitching myself to someone who doesn't know me and hasn't already seen my work. So again, going back to the Forbes conference, it does feel a little bit more off kilter for me. And I was, again, going back, going back to my conversation with Brianna and talking to her about, you know, how am I going to pitch myself? This is something I need to practice. She did tell me, and this this did make me feel really good, she did tell me that when I talk about LaRue, I do come off very confident. But I, I've thought about it more, and I, and I know she's going to listen to this podcast, so her and I can regroup on this conversation. But I have thought about it more, and I, I know that I feel confident talking to my friends about it, talking to clients about it, because again, they know me more personally. They know that I believe so 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 deeply in the value of LaRue and the value of the growth in this business that it is very easy for me to talk to them but when it does come to strangers I do notice that I fumble a lot in in the words that I try and reach for to describe what LaRue is and how it's scaled and how I plan to scale it and how the long-term goals will affect so many people, right? If I open, or I'm sorry, not if, when I open the first physical location, so many women are going to are going to show up. The, the growth is going to be exponential. But right now, without having that kind of tangible thing to look at, again, like my portfolio, without having those tangible things to look at, it does feel difficult for me to express to someone the value. So my plan moving forward, leading up to the Forbes conference, which is in early October, so I have about a month and a half to keep prepping. I think my hope is that it's gonna be one of those things, kind of like how you practice affirmations. I'm gonna stand in the mirror, I'm gonna put the suit on, I'm gonna get dressed, I'm gonna look beautiful, I'm gonna like put my most corporate badass CEO look on and I'm going to stand in the mirror. I'm going to pitch myself and pitch myself and pitch myself. And I'm kind of going to get myself a little script card ready. And I'm also going to have a lot of materials at the ready that pitch myself for me. Handing someone a white business card that says Lauren LaRue on it with my contact information isn't going to have the same effect as the ridiculously expensive business cards I have paid for where it's gold foiled and thick and feels feels luxury, right? It's not going to have the same effect as when I hand someone a marketing packet that has my portfolio, my client list in it, and all of the amazing people that I've gotten to work with both on the design side and on the coaching side. So there are a lot of things I'm doing to prepare for something like this. And I think I'm going to do kind of like a beta run on the Forbes conference and see how I feel, see what works. And then from there, I'm going to continue to book these types of conferences, continue to network myself and continue to grow my network so that I have more connections to help fill my pipeline, more people referring clients to me, more people referring people to just LaRue in general when the community finally launches. Hem, hem, hum, hum, wonder when that's happening. Anyways, moving on. So, (laughs) So the confidence aspect of entrepreneurship. If you're an entrepreneur and you're feeling some type of way about your confidence, 
you're feeling like it's lacking in some parts versus other parts. My encouragement to you is to really reflect on the reasons why you're lacking in one area versus another and really reflect even more deeply on the ways you can nurture and foster confidence in the ways you're feeling it's lacking. In any genre of life, no matter what it is, if we feel like we're in lack, it's because whatever it is we are, quote, lacking has not been fostered enough, has not been nurtured enough, has not been loved enough to feel like we're worthy to feel confident or to feel like we're worthy to have enough of whatever it is we're lacking. I don't know if any of that just made sense, but we're going to go with it. (laughs) Confidence is something that is built over time. It doesn't come as naturally for others as it does for some, and that's okay. But the most important thing to know in entrepreneurship is that if you want to be confident in something, you have to believe it. You have to believe in the power and effect you're having in your services or in your products or else absolutely no one else will. There are going to be other people in our lives, throughout our lives, who believe in us more than we believe in ourselves, and that's amazing. They're typically parents or bosses or best friends or significant others or whoever. And these people do not have the blinders that we have on to see the potential for growth. Our friends see it, our family see it, our parents see it, our bosses see it. And sometimes it does take a little extra oomph and a little extra effort to see how infinitely worthy we are or how much potential we truly have for growth but you have to want to see it it's okay if you don't right now but you want to but if you don't want to see it and you have true blinders on that you're not willing to take off you're never going to actually grow that confidence you have to be willing to grow and change your perspective on the confidence that you have and the ability that you think you have to change the world, to change whatever industry or whatever niche you're working in. If you don't see it and you don't want to see it, it's just simply not going to happen. So all of this is to say, all of this is to inspire. Confidence is something that is ever growing. It's something that's ever evolving within us. And we're always going to be confident in one area more than the other. And that's okay. But as long as you're willing to grow that confidence, as long as you're willing to foster and nurture that deep desire within you to be successful in whatever it is you want and not for the money and not for the not for the fame, not for the numbers, not for whatever it is, because for me, what comes first is knowing what kind of true impact intentional living and intentional business can have on someone's life. It has and forever will change my life. And I want nothing more than to spread that mission, than to spread that message with women in business, with anyone in business. My niche is women in business, but this message is for everyone. So if you can see how your service or your product will change the world, latch onto that and never let go. The confidence will come over time. The confidence will come from success story after success story. The confidence will come when you fail and then succeed. The confidence will come when you fail seven times and then succeed. It will continue to build and it will continue to grow as long as you believe in it, as long as you believe in yourself, as long as you believe in whatever it is you're in entrepreneurship in, and as long as you believe that you have the ability to succeed. So I hope this podcast really hit, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, the, the message of confidence overall goes for everybody, whether you're a nine to five, whether you're a corporate galley, whether you're 
in school, whatever it is, confidence is something that needs to be nurtured. It's something that is defined by progress. It's something that is not let me decide I'm going to be confident and then I am. It is something that grows over time as you grow, as you succeed, and more specifically, as you fail. So I hope this helps. I hope this hits. I feel like this was such an important message and one that I needed to hear as well and kind of talk out with you guys as always. And uh, that's what I've got for you guys today. I hope you loved it. I hope you liked it. And I love you all so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.